Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by G3. You've got grain to sell? We're buying. G3 Grain Elevators in Saskatchewan are open for business and want to buy your grain. Find a G3 Grain Elevator near you today at g3smarter.ca. And also brought to you by Seedmaster. Visit seedmaster.ca to register for their Ultra SR virtual Q&A on June 18th. We have farm reaction to yesterday's provincial budget deficit of $2.4 billion. Both SARM and APAS are concerned and hope for a quick economic recovery. SARM President Ray Orb outlines the needed infrastructure projects for rural Saskatchewan. Real Agriculture talks about fungicide performance. The Regina Farmers Open Air Market opens this weekend for the first time. A reaction to a new hog processing plant proposed for Moose Jaw. And a farm comment about spraying in windy conditions. We also have a bit of a lighter side rural story. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by the Candiac Auction Mart. To consign your cattle, call them today at 424-2967. And Canadian Hail Agencies, providing you hail insurance for 25 years. Contact your broker today to see why Canadian hail adjusters are voted the best in the industry. The president of SARM says yesterday's provincial budget deficit is dismaying, but not surprising. The Saskatchewan government announced a $2.4 billion deficit because of the economic downturn from the coronavirus outbreak. SARM President Ray Orb says he is hoping for a strong economic recovery. That part of the uh, of the budget is a little, uh, you know, it's a little dismaying, I guess, to know that, you know, our, our provincial government is is, uh, is running a deficit. And I guess it should not be surprising to us because, uh, you know, the revenues have been dropping. Our economy has, has faltered quite a bit. Uh, things have slowed down. However, you know, we're at, uh, we're, uh, we're here uh, to uh, to get back to work and, you know, to make sure that our, our economy can recover. What's in the budget for rural municipalities? Well, there's quite a bit of funding available for uh, rural municipalities. Uh, there's quite a, a stimulus package. Um, you know, there's over $3 billion that's going to be dedicated into infrastructure. Some of that will go to rural municipalities and rural municipalities uh, you know, I think they're already applying for some of the uh, projects that they that they need to have done, uh, realizing that a lot of the roads and bridges in rural Saskatchewan need repair. So this this funding is welcome for uh, you know to uh, uh, be able to fix some of the projects uh, in rural Saskatchewan. What other type of infrastructure projects besides roads and bridges are needed in rural Saskatchewan? Well, you know, we're looking at. You know, even expanding internet, you know, a better internet coverage, cell phone coverage. We're hoping that uh, we can work with SaskTel to be able to be able to attract some of the companies that want to come into Saskatchewan to be able to to put up towers, um, to be able to perhaps lay fiber and things like that to get that internet service out there that we desperately need in rural Saskatchewan. Uh, we're hoping that projects, you know, there could be water development projects and things like that that need to go ahead in rural Saskatchewan. Obviously, you know, the um, 
Uh, government is looking at expanding irrigation. So we're hoping that the money is available for all of these projects. How important are those two projects, two rural Saskatchewan, improved internet and water development? You know what? They're probably the most important. Um, I would I would go back to um, internet. You know, the rural broadband issue is probably one of the most important issues that's come to light, especially due to COVID-19. We have, you know, many uh, rural residents, you know, especially farmers and ranchers that really need this. They need it for their business. They need it to be competitive. Today's world, uh, you know, what farmers and ranchers have to be uh to be able to compete with ranchers and farmers in other countries and other provinces, you know, they need to get their share of the market. So uh, it's something we're really pushing, and uh, we're we're hoping that the province can help us with this. And you said water development as well is important. Yeah, you know, the development of pipe water pipelines is, you know, really important. I know there has been some talk from the federal government about that, and I know that the province, you know, is looking at all of that to, uh, to be able to expand the areas, the amount of acres, that are under irrigation, I think it would be very timely. You know, we're it seems like we're we're looking at a drought uh, in somewhere the some part of the province. You know, every every year we're we're under that kind of duress. Uh, you know, because of our ever changing climate. So that uh, would help agriculture a lot, and would help I think our economy recover faster um, if we would be able to grow more crops, uh, grow more uh, uh, grain, uh, you know, feed for livestock, uh, things like that. That would really help uh, not only your provincial economy; it would help our national economy as well. Ray Orb is the president of SARM. This segment is brought to you by the Canadian Canola Growers Association, helping farmers succeed for over 35 years. Visit ccga.ca to learn more. And brought to you by Salford Group. Get the best price on new Salford equipment before July 3rd. Call your Salford equipment dealer or visit salfordgroup.com. APAS President Todd Lewis says the provincial deficit is better than expected. The SAS party government unveiled a budget deficit of $2.4 billion due to an economic downturn from COVID-19. Lewis says financial prudence is paying off, and hopefully the deficit is a short-term situation. It's, I think, a bit of a surprise that we're not as a, in a deeper deficit, especially on the revenue side, if you look at oil and gas. And, uh, you know, I believe, you know, I would think that all the PST and so on, uh, with the lack of economic activity, will be reduced. So, you know, I think it's certainly not a good news story, but, but it could have been a lot worse. So I think just overall, uh, you know, I think some of the financial prudence we've seen in the past by the provincial government, I think, is paying off when we come into a crisis like this. And uh, hopefully, it's, you know, the deficit is going to be a short-term situation. And, and you know, I think uh, that uh, overall, we you know, fairly fairly impressed that the deficit isn't, isn't larger than it is. Your thoughts of how they've dealt with the COVID-19 and the billion dollars they put towards it, it's in the budget. Well, I think, you know, stimulus is important. Uh, you know, we've seen... Uh, you know, provincial government now and the federal government put money into the economy, and I think it's going to be important to kick started. I think, you know, as far as agriculture is concerned, uh, certainly in the, uh, you know, cattle industry and hog industry, we've seen lots of volatility in prices. The the grain sector, uh, you know, really has been affected by other things, you know, be it trade trade disputes or transportation issues, those kind of things. But uh, really, as far as COVID-related uh, uh, directly, uh, you know, the grain industry has come through fairly, fairly scot-free to this point. Anyway, we'll see as, as it plays out. But, uh, you know, it seems like uh, markets aren't bad and so on on the grain side. And uh, hopefully we'll see, you know, 
improvements on the on the cattle side and hog side as as we go forward. But uh, those producers are certainly seeing lots of volatility right now, so that's not great. But I think I think uh, you know overall that uh, you know the agriculture is poised very well to uh, really help lead the Saskatchewan economy as we reco- recover from COVID. So, in summary, Todd, you're reacting to the provincial budget. Well, I think we've, uh, you know, we'd like to uh, always see more spending, but it's understandable at this time with the drop in revenue and so on that uh, really the the province has been pretty prudent with their money, and uh, I think we're seeing some of the results of that now with uh, a deficit, but maybe it could have been a lot worse, and certainly we're going to see that, you know, federally and, and uh, you know, some of our neighbours as well. So I think overall, uh, you know, it's a stay-the-course kind of situation here, and let's hope we continue to be successful in uh, flattening the curb and keeping it, keeping uh, cases down. Certainly in rural Saskatchewan, they've been been uh, very low, and, uh, you know, we hope we can sure see the economy, economy reopen and uh, we're able to uh, get through this in, in the best uh, shape as possible. Yeah, there is efforts to build hospitals, schools, highways, and municipal uh, infrastructure, which, of course, is critical for rural Saskatchewan. Well, I think that's part of the infrastructure spending. You know, they've uh, put more money into rural roads. You know, really our municipal municipal system is, uh, you know, a pretty effective way to uh, see money spent, and it's spent very efficiently. And, you know, for bang for the buck, you know, our local RMs do a good job of uh, picking the right right spots to put the infrastructure money. And, uh, you know, it's local, local representation, so if there's a local need, it's recognized fairly quickly and looked after. So, you know, I think that's an example where uh, the... As uh, we as we get out of this and want to see uh, stimulus, uh, you know, put, put, putting money into things like highways and roads, road and infrastructure, rural Saskatchewan is a, a, a good place to start. Todd Lewis is the president of APAS. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Recently, Real Ag's field editor, Bern Tobin, had a conversation with Dr. Doug Bauman. He works for Syngenta Canada. He's responsible for all their formulations. Let's talk about what makes optimum fungicide performance. And uh, in my sense, I guess, it all, I guess it all starts with a formulation. Yeah, absolutely. You've got the active ingredients, which we know and love, all those different groups of control. But how do you set them up to win? How do you set them up to perform? Because a quarterback isn't the team and, you know, Sidney Crosby isn't the team. And so in our world, we've got what we call the components of control. So the product itself is about 60% of the components of control. Timing, about another 25. And then you get down to the nuts and bolts. Uh, The application strategy, that's around 15 and, you know, everyone can disagree with a, with a number. You know, you, you put it up there to be discussed. But those numbers come from decades of Syngenta's experience. Uh, first of all, from the UK fungicide cereals market, uh, going back a while. And then nowadays, it's supported by dozens of application engineers and specialists like myself globally. You talked about, say, 25% of timing, then 15% of application. The, the things that growers you know, and applicators can control. And let's talk about application. There are so many things that you have to sort of control, you know, to sort of, you know, get it past the goalpost, shall we say, and win the game. Um, You know, I guess it all starts with water volume and droplet size, right? It does. And when you think about why those things matter, I think it, it, it pays to look at that big tank you've got, 1,000 gallons, 1,200 gallons, that looks like, a lot of product to go down. But the reason why application matters, Bern, 
tell me when you can see that little blue dot. I can see it. So that little blue dot is a lot smaller than the wheat seed beside it. And that little blue dot represents all of the active ingredient you have for one square foot of your field. So despite how full your sprayer is, that one little dot is what you've got to use to paint 25 wheat plants, give or take, in a square foot. So when we talk about application, that's where I start the why it matters. And then now I'm ready to talk to you about the droplet size and, and water volume. So water volume, 15 gallons is your is your target as a bare minimum when you're thinking about winter wheat. And if you can grow 20, you're going to get paid back for going 20. There's parts of the country where 15 to 20 is hard to come by, and I understand that. But that's what the data says, is that you got to get 15 to 20 gallons per acre on in order to get enough droplets on, on the target to get good coverage. And speaking about droplets, this is about changing the conversation from the finest droplet you can sort of tolerate, right? People talk about a fine or a medium droplet still, uh, whereas the science has really moved toward a coarser droplet uh, because a coarser droplet has a greater ability to penetrate the wheat head, has more momentum behind it, uh, and it can do a bit of a better job maintaining the spray angle uh, that you're going to get from your nozzles. And spray angles are so important when it comes to fusarium, so you can get both the front and the back of the wheat head. Yeah. And you mentioned nozzles. I mean, like being able to sort of, you know, there's so many choices, but you want to have the right nozzle to get the right angle, right? Absolutely. With fusarium, the number one take-home message, if I was going to write something on my arm as a cheat sheet for the exam, it was going to be two angles of attack. And two different angles of attack can come in different flavors. You know, a lot of people will recognize uh, this nozzle that I'm showing right here. That's the Guardian Air twin. The Guardian Air twin has two angles of attack from a single nozzle body. If you're using a nozzle like that, or maybe one from Wilger, or maybe one from T-Jet, you're in good hands. And another nozzle that I'm actually quite proud of because it was co-developed by Syngenta is what's called the 3D nozzle. And the 3D nozzle only has one angle of attack from a single nozzle body, but it's designed to be installed alternating forward, back, forward, back along your boom. So just saying that there's two different ways to get multiple angles of attack, but as long as you get two angles, you're headed in the right direction. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Canola and its beautiful bright yellow flower blankets the prairies every growing season with 20 million plus acres. There's one place you need to go to get all your canola agronomic information, canolaschool.com. That's where you'll find all you need to know about seeding, disease, weeds and insects, harvest and marketing. Engaging and informative content all at your fingertips when you need the information. Visit canolaschool.com brought to you by Invigor Hybrid Canola and BSF Canada. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Get ready for seeding with New Holland equipment from Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin or Devon at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast, mainly cloudy, 30% chance of showers, Risk of a thunderstorm today, the high 25, the low 14. Tomorrow, cloudy, 30% chance of showers. Risk of a thunderstorm, wind southwest 20, the high 20, and the low 9. 
Rain on Thursday and windy with a high 10, the low 5. Friday, periods of rain, the high 13, the low 6. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 18, the low 10. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 23, the low 12. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 25. Normal high is 23, the normal low 10 degrees. The sun rose at 4.46 this morning. It sets at 9.12 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Yorkton at 26, the cold spot Collins Bay at 6. Estevan is 25, Saskatoon 22, Swift Current 17, Weyburn 25, Yorkton once again is the hot spot at 26. Cloudy in Regina, 25 degrees at 77 Fahrenheit, Windsor from the southeast at 23. Humidity 35%, the barometer dropping 100.8. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, 23 Winds are from the east at 5. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 25. That's 77 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And SMHI Crop Hail Insurance at Cost. Online or connect with an agent. Storms are unpredictable. SMHI isn't. SMHI.ca the first open-air Regina Farmers Market of the Season opens this Saturday. Executive Director Holly Laird says the Farmers Market is open on Saturday, but there will be social distancing because of the COVID-19 outbreak. Well, we are very excited to announce that we are opening our outdoor open-air market this Saturday, June the 20th. Uh, normally, we would have already been outside since the beginning of May, uh, but we've been working very hard with the City of Regina and the Saskatchewan Health Authority to come up with a plan to reopen our markets safely during the COVID-19 pandemic. Where is it being held? Uh, we will be at City Square Plaza, which is uh, it's just north of Victoria Park on 12th Avenue. It's our usual location where we set up downtown in the summertime. What is the format this year? What are the new rules because of covid so it definitely will look a little different than what you're used to. We'll be limiting uh, the number of customers who can come in at any time. Uh, booths will be further apart. We'll be doing some uh, social distancing, lots of hand sanitizing stations, um, and, and there won't be anything like entertainment and, and things like that. So it'll be more of a, a grocery shopping experience. Um, but still, all of your favorite vendors will be there. We've got lots of the, the lovely Saskatchewan-grown veg that's starting to come in. Um, as well as meat, eggs, honey, uh, arts and crafts, all, all the good things you would expect to find at our market. So you open this Saturday. What are the hours and what other days are you open? Sure. So starting this Saturday, June the 20th, we're open from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. on City Square Plaza. After that, we will continue to do every Wednesday and Saturday up until October the 10th. And you gave me a bit, but give me a, a broader range of goods that are shown and sold at the farmer's market. So anything that is, can be grown here, we'll, you'll find at our market. So right away, we'll start seeing Saskatoon berries, fresh peas, carrots. Later in the fall, we'll see corn. Uh, this weekend, we have a hydroponic grower who does bring some tomatoes, peppers, uh, lettuces, things like that, uh, as well as honey, uh, beef, lamb wild boar, <laughs> fresh farm eggs, jams, preserves, you name it, we've got it. And because of the COVID-19 outbreak, there's no taste testing. I understand you will have a few food carts nearby? We are working with a few food trucks to set up. They do present some, some challenges as well, but 
uh, we, we will have food carts this summer as well. Holly Laird is the executive director of the Regina Farmers Market. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Sask Pork is very interested and looking forward to the possibility of a coal processing plant in Moose Jaw. Donald's Fine Food has launched a feasibility study after buying the old XL beef processing plant. The BC company already operates a hog facility in Moose Jaw called Thunder Creek Pork. Mark Ferguson is the general manager of the Saskatchewan Pork Development Board. He says Western Canada needs a coal sow plant. They're larger, much larger than market hogs, so you need different equipment to do it and different techniques. And there's animals available in Western Canada. Just to give you an idea, we have, you know, over half a million sows in Western Canada. When we cull those sows, and we cull about 40% of them every year uh, as a regular course of business, most of those sows are exported down to the U.S. And so having a local market for those animals that we produce would be a great thing. Ferguson adds there are other benefits for Saskatchewan hog producers. I think that having a local market for those animals might mean a slightly higher price and higher value for them, which would be great for producers. The freight bill getting those those animals down to the U.S. is quite large. Uh, you know, they spend time on the trucks, and I think for the welfare of the animals, as well as the value received for those animals, having a local company focused on processing them would be a, a big win for producers. The feasibility study is expected to take a few months. Saskatchewan farmers are hoping for a few days with light or no wind, hoping to spray for weeds. George Hines farms southeast of Humboldt. We got a fair chunk to do here when it when when the winds quit and when it dries up here, yeah, no, we'll have to go. But that being said, we can do, you know, I can probably do five, six hundred acres a day if I have a good day. So I could I can make up for lost time pretty quickly. Crops themselves look good. The crops look fantastic. Yeah, no, they look really look good. Uh, the only thing I'm a little concerned about with this water is that I hope the peas, my uh, pea fields don't start going backwards from root rot or something like that. That's the only thing that kind of concerns me. The Humboldt area received a heavy downpour on Sunday with amounts ranging from half an inch to more than three inches. Most of the water moved quickly to low-lying areas. And on the lighter side today, Manitoba-based AllNet Municipal Solutions is helping rural Saskatchewan communities with equipment for social distancing free of charge. The Winnipeg Software Company says 50 municipal offices will receive their very own Winnipeg Blue Bombers t-shirt. The company says wearing Blue Bomber gear has proven to be an effective way for people to maintain a safe distance from others in Saskatchewan. Back in a moment. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola rose 50 cents at 433.78. Number one red spring wheat fell $1.69 at 223.79. The rest were unchanged. Durham 266.39. Feed barley 191.71. Flax 512.79. Lentils 714.50. Oats 264.16. Yellow peas, $257.89. Feed wheat, 
On the Minneapolis Grand Exchange this morning, July spring wheat is down two and a quarter cents at five twelve and three quarter cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Now the latest livestock quotes, which are from yesterday. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Donnie Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yard. 700 cattle in a regular sale on Tuesday. The cow market hanging in very close to steady. It averages a pinch over 80. Uh, there are still some feeder and grasser cow orders on the market as well, uh, which kind of kept it pretty much to the active part. All three Canadian plants were there and taking part and indeed the uh, kill at the plants is uh, it's eight percent plus of normal so uh, that's not all bad news at all into the bull market bulls continue to rock right along the average a dollar 22.61 on the big kill bulls uh, they up to a dollar 31.50 on the very high the kill bulls and lots of bulls coming to town as well that's the way it is in cattle country Heartland Swift Current. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 8,500 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 115 to 155 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,600 head, selling in a range of 119 to 155 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in the range of 19 to 25 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash out price today is down, and forward contract prices opened lower this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar is down four basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3604. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. The Canadian Federation of Independent Business says a new survey shows half of small business are now fully open after COVID-19 closures. But the survey finds sales remain low. Only 17% indicate they're making their usual sales for this time of year. In Saskatchewan, 66% of small businesses are now fully open, but only 20% indicate they're making their usual sales for this time of year. New Brunswick is Canada's most open province, with two-thirds of businesses fully open, but only one in four are making normal sales. Ontario is now Canada's most closed economy, with 43% of small firms fully open. Businesses in Nova Scotia and Ontario are struggling the most from a sales perspective, with only 12 to 14% making their usual sales revenue for this time of year. U.S. retail sales jumped by a record 17.7% in May over the previous month, as spending partially rebounded after COVID-19 lockdown started being lifted. The U.S. Commerce Department's report shows that retail sales have retraced some of the record-setting month-to-month plunges of March and April as businesses have increasingly reopened. Still, the pandemic's damage to retail sales remains severe, with purchases still down 6.1% from a year ago. Canada's main stock index was up in late morning trading, buoyed by a broad-based rally, while U.S. stocks also traded higher. The TSX Composite Index was up 231 points at 15,591. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 414 points at 26,177. The Canadian dollar traded for 73.61 cents U.S. compared with 73.51 cents on Monday. The July crude oil contract was up 55 cents at 37.67 a barrel. That's the resource report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 3.45 p.m. 
Tomorrow morning, there's another Agri-News report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.